Welcome to Your Exceptional Purpose Astrology Podcast. I'm Kerry Redgate, a specialist astrologer with more than 30 years of research into genuine astrology and consciousness. I'm hoping to inspire you here to realize that exceptional purpose is where your career and spiritual evolution become interdependent components of life. This is a bonus episode that I thought I would add to the podcast, especially as we were talking about the sun in the last episode. And this bonus episode is about Chiron. And Chiron and the sun actually work together. They have a very similar agenda, but they come at it from different angles. This was a completely unscripted audio that was taken from a YouTube video that I did a year ago when Chiron moved into Aries. And it's got some information in there I thought you might find interesting about Chiron because as usual I have a bit of a different take. I'm a bit more positive in the way I see things. <laughs> and I think uh, after um, three decades of working with Chiron it's never let me down. So I thought I'd give you the advantage of knowing what my research has turned up about this. So it's not exactly the same as the uh, as the YouTube video because I've added some bits that had ended up on the cutting room floor so to speak when I first put the video together and I've also deleted some other parts that were in the video just to make it a bit more targeted because it was unscripted. It was just basically my reaction to all the negativity on the internet about Chiron switching signs. Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, it's more positive and uh, I hope you find it uplifting and I hope it gives you an idea of what uh, the planetoid Chiron is really all about. I wanted to actually talk to you today about Chiron because I've seen there's so much hype on the internet at the moment, especially on Twitter and all kinds of places, about this whole big shift of Chiron moving out of Pisces and into Aries. And a lot of uh, astrologers have, um, especially Western astrologers, have this this dire kind of way of seeing Chiron, like it's some sort of terrible wound in the chart, you know, and it's, it's exactly the opposite. It's got nothing to do with the wound. It's not, that's not Chiron's function astrologically. That's not how it affects the brain. But somehow, uh, because of a tiny little part of his mythological story, um, Western astrologers dived on that and uh, turned it into this great drama. And that's not what it is. I just had to put something out about this. I had to speak up because it drives me nuts. It drives me crazy. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of background, I work with Buddhist psychology in my work with astrology because I find it's just far superior to Western psychology in understanding the mind at multiple layers and levels and how all the parts of the mind interact together as one. Chiron is a very, very important part of the astrology chart. Um, and it looks, the symbol of Chiron looks like a little key. And it is actually the key to the chart in a lot of ways. And in 1987, I started working with Chiron after I found Barbara Hand Clough's wonderful book on Chiron, the Rainbow Bridge. Chiron was only discovered in October 1977. So it's quite new in terms of our awareness of this thing floating around between Saturn and Uranus in a regular orbit. So it's a predictable orbit, so we have an ephemeris that tells us where it is. And I think Barbara Hand Clough really did grasp what Chiron is really resonating with. To me, it has a lot to do with the energy in the crown, and 
The, this chiral energy is the part that rewires the brain, that gets rid of the old wiring that's got all our habitual behavior in it. It's like through Chiron we can stop this Groundhog Day thing of always repeating our past life scenarios over and over and over again. So the Chiron um, is very important and I've discovered because I work with Buddhist psychology and particularly Yogacara psychology, which is a whole other thing I'm writing some books on at the moment. Buddhist psychology, I would say, relates to Chiron through the, the awareness of bodhicitta. Chiron is the bodhicitta in the chart. This is Bodhi means awake, and chitta means mind, so it's the awakened mind. And when a mind is awake, it's enlightened. That's the enlightened mind. So Chiron is a part of the chart. It's not a wound, it's, it's your enlightenment. It's a part of the chart that is here for the benefit of others. This is the part that's come in here with a mission, it's like taking on a movie role. That Chiron part of us doesn't care if it's going to be happy or miserable or sad, it's irrelevant. The enlightened mind has no attachment to the past and no grasping at an impossible future. It creates that future in the moment with the circumstances that we're in right now. So the sign position of Chiron has some relevance, but the house position it's in is very, very important. Um, I use the Placidus system of houses, which I find works really well. And that's a, a whole other discussion. Um, and also the aspects to Chiron are really vital and most importantly are the asteroid aspects to Chiron. And I work with, um, quite uniquely I think, I work with a full set of almost 20,000 asteroids. And the asteroids are the body text of the chart. They're like the part that fills in all the little details. The planets are like just chapter headings. The asteroids are the details inside the chapters. So you always find really relevant asteroids connected to Chiron either by geometrical degree or sitting right on it, um, which are quite vital. But that's a whole other thing. Now what happens with Chiron by transit up there as it's moving through the heavens is that everyone on the planet feels it to some degree when it's in a particular sign because that sign is really an anomaly in the Earth's magnetic field. It's being filtered through the Earth's field to that particular frequency. And then that energy combined affects the brain we get like a, it's a resonance, it's like a sound resonance that we have, it's like two tuning forks that ring together, you know, we've got this resonance happening. Then we go through a big, big shift. So Chiron was in Pisces for a while, kind of looking for things and grasping at stuff and trying to figure out, you know, what am I here for and is there a spiritual destiny? A lot of people started practicing yoga. People are, are sort of starting to touch all this sort of stuff. But now that it's in Aries, and I'll tell you, it went into Aries. I'll give you universal time and you can work out your own time zone. It went into Aries at 9.10 a.m. universal time on February 18, 2019. And I don't know if you felt it, but it, there is a big shift that happens at that time when it switches signs. Now what's happening is, it's what's going on in the psyche is the most important thing and what it means for you. Chiron going to, into Aries means the dress rehearsal is over and now we're going to get kicked in the butt to get our real work out there in the world. This is not about a big wound, it's not this terrible thing we have to face, la la la. There's another part of that in the chart, the insidious saboteur in the psyche. I've written most of the book now about that. And that's a book on the real thing in the chart that is the bugbear that sabotages us and stops us from moving forward. 
So I'll be talking more about that at another time. But Chiron is not that. Chiron is not that at all. Chiron is that part of us that has this great aspiration to find our niche in the world, to uplift the human condition, to be to become better human beings, um, to have to get our spiritual power back by helping people. You don't get spiritual power back by demolishing things. Any idiot can do that. Um, you have to really find something that you have that's unique to you because of your past experiences, all the lifetimes that you've lived before. You know when the when Siddhartha, the Buddha, reached enlightenment. In that moment where he had this big awakening, his ego popped up. This little ego voice popped up. The little uh, this insidious saboteur in the psyche popped up, and said to him, "Now, who are you to think you know all of this? Who, do you, who are you to think you can sort of?" rescue the world and have all these answers and reach enlightenment and the Buddha put his hands on the earth and he said the earth is my witness and what that really means is that the earth had witnessed all of his previous incarnations and all the different forms he had lived and had seen all the things that he would learned and accumulated and all of the achievements and everything he'd been through and because of his past experiences, he had a right to that moment of enlightenment. He had a right to that awakening because he put the hard work in. And so this is the thing with us. You know, you have a lot of things that you've done in previous lives that you're not even aware of now. And some of them were magnificent and some are pretty horrible. We've all got some horrible stuff in our past. We'll have the skeletons in the closet. You know? But we're always trying to make up for that by doing the good stuff. We never stop trying to sort of reach that moment of enlightenment where nothing bothers us. When you're an enlightened person, when you've reached enlightenment, you have no hanging on to the past. There are no regrets, there are no sort of melodramatic kind of memories and yearnings and, and also that we're not always living in the future. We're actually experiencing the moment without any preconditioning and seeing everything as it is. I mean, you know, as an example, you can walk down the street and see some beautiful roses in someone's garden. One person walks past and thinks, oh, aren't they beautiful? They smell lovely. Isn't that divine? And walks on. Another person walks past and thinks, oh, they remind me of the roses I gave that woman I was in love with. And, and then she dumped me. And then and I'll never see her again. And you can see how the emotions start spiraling down in the brain, you know. So this is the trap that we all have with this limbic system of the brain back here. It's connected to our memories. And when you have an enlightened mind, you're not, you're not bothered by those memories. You know, let's help other people so they don't fail. You know, that's the whole purpose of it. So Chiron going into Aries is a big kick in the butt. If you've been stagnant, if you haven't been doing what you're meant to be doing, if you've been avoiding doing your real work, you're going to get a big kick. And that's not a wound. That's your own spirit saying, let's get into gear. Let's do this. Let's, you know, if you've got a really close best friend, and you both decided that you're going to go out and, and do something really exciting like at five o'clock in the morning and you're planning this great trip somewhere and you've got you know the cars all packed and and uh, and you're in bed sound asleep and your best friend comes and shakes you and shakes you it's five o'clock we've got to go we've got to go we can't miss this we've got to go now or we're going to miss it come on come on we've got to go and you go yeah 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 yeah, yeah you know well Chiron is like that best friend when Chiron's in Aries it's the best friend with an alarm clock on your ear saying now, do it now, do it now, don't wait. So we've got seven years before it moves into Taurus. When it goes into Taurus, you're going to get the rewards from doing this kind of work, which will help you to do the work even further. But, you know, you've, you've got to, you've just got to look at these things positively. Chiron and Aries, Aries initiates new energy. Chiron, the awakened mind, 
with the life plan. It's, it, Chiron carries your life plan and it's up here just above your crown and you've got to bring it into the crown. You've got to bring that awareness through. If you've got something you've always wanted to do, do it. Find a way to do it. Find a way to start. Because once you start, it's incredible the kind of help that you get. And I'm not the first person to say this. You'll find some wonderful quotes from antiquity about this. But miracles happen. And I've seen some extraordinary miracles in my life. And, you know, they keep happening. So you can do it. So there's nothing dramatic about Chiron going into Aries. The only drama you'll experience from Chiron moving into Aries if you just dig your feet in and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go and get drunk or I'm going to do this. Or, then you might get a few problems because that spiritual part of you is going to push you and push you and push you. It's like that best friend trying to wake you up. They'll throw a bucket of water over you to, to wake you up at 5 o'clock in the morning so you can get in the car and go. You know, That's a good friend. That's a good friend who does that. A bad friend says, oh, I'm going without you, and walks out the door. A good friend will do anything to drag you out the door with him. You see the difference? So that's what's happening with Chiron right now. So you can expect, in general, we can have a lot of wonderful new innovations, even more innovations, um, coming up, but certainly with technology and all kinds of things, new systems, new ways of doing things. Um, and there'll be a lot of really interesting changes going on which because new plans will be initiated but you know in human culture there are always people who are a little bit unaware you know there are lots of levels of, of consciousness on the planet you can see that on YouTube you get some really lovely polite people and some encouraging people and you get the real turds you know and it's because some people are not awake yet they're not aware they haven't woken up yet because when people start waking up, when people become really compassionate, open-hearted people, they don't usually go backwards. They don't go back to being ignorant. They try to keep moving forward. And sometimes there are things that make us a little bit sad or a little bit whatever because we still, we still have the brain wiring that we haven't completely changed yet. So there's a lot of new stuff happening in your brain right now from Chiron going into Aries. Um, as a backdrop, we still have Pluto in Capricorn. So until until the end of 2023 and Pluto being in Capricorn um, I've spoken about this on another YouTube video in an interview that I gave Pluto in Capricorn is all about working with ethics higher morality getting the structures right getting the systems right um, and you can see a lot of that's happening in the United States right now you know America's really copying it Pluto is all about our survival issues so we're still in that umbrella of Pluto and Capricorn, so we're still working through a lot of issues to do with ethics on a global scale. Ethics, authoritarianism, authority structures, um, systems, all that kind of stuff is really to the fore. Even in business, you can see it with apps. There are systems for everything. So this is what's going on. Pluto and Aquarius will be very different. But right now, Chiron going into Aries with Pluto and Capricorn. So I just wanted to get that out, that Chiron itself... You should not focus on Chiron as a wound in the chart because it is not. It'll completely mislead you if you look at it as a wound. If you have a planet that makes a 90 degree angle to Chiron, then it's that planet that may be the wound, not the Chiron. That, that planetary energy has blocked you from expressing your pure bodhicitta aspiration in another lifetime. That's what that means. But the Chiron is intact. It's the other planet that you've got to work on. You see? Okay.
Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating and a review if you'd like at Apple Podcasts. And please consider subscribing. If you have questions you'd like me to answer in future episodes, you can leave me a voice message, which you might hear on the show, after downloading the Anchor FM podcast app, or go to my website, podcast.exceptionalpurpose.com. All the links are in the show notes there as well. And if you'd like to know more about me and my work, my main site is exceptionalpurpose.com. And while you're there, you can also download a couple of my resource guide e-booklets for business and also for authors, which is pretty much all of us now, when you subscribe to my newsletter. Have an exceptional week. Thank you.